I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while you find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. We chose today to open with Isaiah 55 because it's a fantastic explanation of why having the word of God and having holy scriptures is something as believers we need to help guide our everyday life. It says God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than his ways. And that his ways are far beyond anything we could ever imagine. And when we look at scripture, we get to learn about God's ways. We get to learn about God's thoughts and we get to learn about the truth of God through reading the scriptures. And so this week we are going to be doing yet another week of talking about the importance of getting in the word of God having as your foundation. If you missed our last episode, we talked about the importance of the application of the word of God to our everyday life and how we use it to look at a reflection, like a reflection in the mirror, or we use it as our foundation, which we build our life. And I would encourage you, if you didn't listen to the episode, to go back and listen to it. This week, we are going to talk a little bit differently about scriptures. Yes, kind of all in the same realm, because we're still talking about the importance of scriptures. This week, we're going to talk more about the spiritual warfare aspect of scriptures. We're going to talk about the importance of having spirit and truth in our lives and kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive into the importance of getting into the Word of God. And I hope that this podcast, this series that we're doing really, really inspires you to get into the Word of God and not just do it as a devotional, not just do it as a once in a while thing, but to really become a student of the Word to really be somebody who delights in the law of the Lord, to be somebody who hides the word of God in their heart, that binds the word of God around their heart, to be somebody who encourages yourself in the word of God, to use it as a powerful weapon for the kingdom of God that pushes back the gates of hell. Like I hope that this podcast inspires you to be on the offense in your faith rather than always on the defense. Cause I think for me, a lot of times in my faith walk, I've been on the defensive side. Like I'm trying to keep, I think of soccer cause I was a soccer player growing up. I think so much I've, I've had the, a spiritual walk that I've gone to the scriptures to help me when the soccer ball is coming at me and I might not be the goalie because I, my defense isn't even that strong, but I might be a defensive player and I'm trying to block the ball from going in the goal. And that's kind of how I've used scriptures a lot of my faith walk. But I feel like over time, I've learned to use scriptures to be offensive and not just defensive. The defense still is very important when the enemy comes 
after you, but to use it offensively where I'm kind of going into darkness and I'm going to the other side of the soccer field and I'm going to score on the enemy, right? And so what I'm hoping this podcast conveys is the importance of being on the offense. Yes, having a good defense, but also how to be on the offense in your faith walk. Something that I see is, as a huge misconception in Christianity is that we are in charge of what is happening around us. Or we have, like, if we pray a certain way or we're reading this amount of scriptures or we are doing things X, Y, and Z equals three. You know, I feel like... Are we doing we, algebra now? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I did just do sixth grade and eighth grade math today. But I feel like Christianity in the religious sense has taught us to do these different mathematical algebraic equations and we're going to end up with the answer and we're going to end up doing everything perfectly in the right way. Right. However, it's a false. That's not true. We're empowered by who it is that Jesus Christ is and we're empowered by the word of God and by the Holy spirit dwelling within us. And it's not from who we are necessarily. Yes. We do have to take the actions of, of stepping into a faith. Yes, we have to take the actions of allowing the Holy Spirit to indwell us. But from there, really, it is the power of God, right? Well, and it's it's understanding how to apply it to our everyday life because when, when the Bible's written, mm-hmm. and it was written, you know, how long ago and over the course of how long, right? Everything that was written isn't like, the same for every situation like you have to kind of take take what you can from it and apply it in different scenarios right Mm -hmm. and so it's you could apply it in a in a daily type of way you could apply it in a specific way where something comes up right and there's so many scriptures out there about how, how powerful the word is and and what it does and uh like in hebrews 4 it says for the word of god is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires, right? And so it's it's powerful. It is, you know, it's still powerful to this day. And there's, no matter what, even though it was written how long ago and written at a certain point in our history, it still applies in different ways today to different people in different situations. So it continues. So that was Hebrews 4, verse 12. It continues in verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you take the first part of that verse, and, you know, nothing's hidden from God. He sees it all. He sees it all. And he has this tool for you to use. So whether, you know, that's when you're going through a struggle or when you divides the soul and the spirit or you're like being our, attacked or, our or humanly whatever. desires versus the, the godly desire, the, the spirit of God inside of us. Right. It, it's sharper than any two edged sword. It's so crazy for me as somebody who's definitely had my fair share of struggles with depression and anxiety. I've been really blessed. I have been on medication for it, but I've been very blessed to be without medication. And there's probably been times in in my years of being off of medication that I maybe should have been on it. But I will tell you, 
the biggest reason why for me, and I'm not advocating this for you, like this is your own conversation you need to have with the Lord. But for me, the biggest thing that has been able to help me to be able to manage anxiety and depression has been a daily dose of the word of God. Not just, I think I, you know, (laughs) some people need different doses and I need a pretty large dose to get through my day because I'm a much better person when I really not just have a slight light bite of the word of God, but when I get in and have a full meal of the word of God, I just am a person who really, really needs it. And maybe we all do. I don't know. But for me, it has helped me navigate so many life trials, so much freedom has come into my heart and my mind. Like you read in Hebrews 4, Thaddeus, has come into me through the sword of the spirit, through reading the word of God and just diving into the word of God. And the Bible talks about the importance of having spirit and truth. And I think, you know, we have this Holy Spirit inside of us that helps guide us in our in our life and it's so important. And then we have the truth of God's word that we dive into and we understand who God is and the the Holy Spirit inside of us helps us understand better what we're reading in the Word of God and helps us to apply the Word of God. It brings the Holy Spirit inside of us brings to remembrance the things we read in the Word of God. There's often times where I go into a situation, maybe I'm counseling somebody or I'm speaking at an event or I'm doing a Bible study with people or what have you. And I pray that God, through the Holy Spirit, brings to remembrance the things that I've studied in his word. So as I'm talking to people, it's not a good dose of Trish and all of Trish's theories and thoughts on how the world should work, but I can really just speak through scriptures and I can minister through the authority of scriptures rather than the authority of who Trish is, but rather I can stand on the authority of who God is and what his scriptures say. And hopefully through even just telling people scriptures, they can experience freedom. And what I see happens a lot in Christianity is you have different camps. You have camps of people who are all about spirit and being spirit-filled and having the Holy Spirit guide them and and just up, caught up in the spiritual realm, which is okay, but then you have this other camp that is all about truth and all about knowledge and all about knowing all these different theological words and having doctrine really solid and, and all great stuff on both sides. However, the Bible doesn't say to live our life in spirit or truth or to function in spirit or truth. It says spirit and truth. It's not an either or, it's a both end. It's balancing out and having a healthy dose of when things are happening, spiritually speaking, to really have a knowledge of the word of God so you can tell if this is actually godly or not godly, I guess. And I, I'm not sure where each of you listening are coming from, you know, where you're at in, in your faith journey. And I hope we have people who are new believers listening to this too. And people who are just from all aspects of, of their walk with God. And, and I think that's awesome. My charge to you, if you've been a believer for a long time, is, is there a healthy balance of both? Is there a healthy balance of having Holy Spirit in your life, having Holy Spirit guiding you, getting caught up in the Holy Spirit, being in the presence of God? Is that is there healthiness in that in your life? Are you getting a daily dose of of Holy Spirit in your life? And then 
my charge would be also to get in the word of God and get a, a good dose of truth and knowledge and understanding and standing on the firm foundation that is scriptures and just mixing those two up together. Like it should not be separated. It should never have been separated. And in Christianity, so much of it has been separated. So we can only really control ourselves. We can't really control much else outside of that. However, when we can have control over what we're allowing into ourselves, it's it doesn't have to be either or. We should definitely try to make it both and. And we use it as a tool to equip ourselves, right? Which yeah. I think you touched on when you, you maybe you're with someone and you're counseling or whatever, and you're praying that God to to give you the words or maybe even scriptures to to come to you that you can use. And I think it's important that we use it to equip ourselves and and some people are going to function in a way of like, they're going to just be able to recall mm -hmm. a certain scripture and be able to quote it. Right. And I think that's great. It, but I would caution people of trying to make that happen mm -hmm. and then misquoting, you know, because it fits a narrative or something like that, that you're trying to push and we do have this handy dandy thing in our pocket a lot of times oh, called, yeah. called Google. You can always look up a scripture to make sure you are accurately aligning yeah. with what the scripture but says. But I think you you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, no, I fully agree. Hundred percent. Seen that happen so many times. And and it's it's a tool that we have to use, and not in just that way, but just having that time in the the Word. You might not be someone that's going to just recall scriptures like that to use, but it's just ingraining things in your head mm -hmm. that you can use. So in 2 Timothy 3, and I'm not saying that off the top of my head, this is in the notes that we have <laughs> for recording this, but uh, it says in verse 14 uh, through 15, actually through 17, four, 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from your childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so... Taking away from that, Trish and I both grew up in Christian homes, uh, going to church. I went to a private school, right? So, like, the whole the whole part about you've been taught from childhood, not everybody's there, right? Not everybody's had that. But when it talks about, you know, verses 16 and 17, where it's all Scripture is inspired by God, right? And it's useful to teach us what is true, and then it says it corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And so, and God uses it to prepare whip, you know, for his people, no matter, you know, the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's just remembering those things that you're reading in the word or that you're taking from the sermon your pastor is preaching and things like that too, right? Hopefully your pastor is using the word of God in his teaching. Yeah, <laughs> and if he's, okay, caveat there. If he's not, if you are not getting the word of God in your teaching that you're listening to on, on Sundays or Wednesdays or whatever day of the week you go to church, pray and ask God if you should be finding a new church. 
huge reason why we picked our church is because the pastor, some might say, used too many scriptures. And to me, too many is not a thing. I, not enough would be a thing. Find a pastor who people say uses too many scriptures and sit underneath their teaching. We don't need to hear what people's opinions are about the world. Sure, we can hear what their words are about the word of God. Right. And and so that's another piece of the puzzle when you're hearing teaching, preaching from others mm-hmm. and they're using the word of God and they're not using it to fit a narrative, but they're using it so that you can apply it into your life. Right. And nerd out on it, man. Like Thaddeus is like the biggest nerd. We sit in church and he's he's cross-referencing the scriptures and looking up the different meanings and the different. <laughs> well, you know, I, you I can, love that. I everybody think has a preference of a translation that they prefer to read. Right. Right. And it's not just our pastor. Lots of pastors will will use lots of different translations because they like the way somebody expressed a certain scripture, you mm-hmm. know, to really drive home the point. Or they right? quote a ton of theologians who were giving their viewpoint on scripture, right? But th- for me, you there's know, a miss of scripture. <laughs> I grew up when I, from a child's perspective at the time, what I had was the NIV. And so I was very used to that. Mm-hmm. And then I got an NLT as I got older and I've Which grown. maybe to some of you that means absolutely nothing, and that's so, totally fine. Yeah, NIV New International Version, NLT New Living Translation, and I really enjoy reading the NLT. I feel it's easy to read, but it's not. I'm not gonna. Tr- I'm not gonna try to step on or trash other ones, but there's some that are you know written to be very easy to read and very you know, and it's like sometimes I feel like they lose the the whole point sometimes. And then I read a totally different translation. I read the new King James version study Bible. And, and I haven't people always would say, well, what's wrong with the old King? James? I, I would say a lot of my memorization was from when I was a kid was out of the new American standard. And then I did, uh, I had a home study Bible. I've had many different translations. This one I've only had for a few years. And I, I purchased this one because it's a fantastic study Bible. I've been doing a, a deep dive into just biblical history and I wanted something that would hold my hand through it because I'm not smart enough to do it on my own. I shouldn't say mean things about myself, but I I needed a Bible that would really break down the historical aspects of what was happening in that time frame of whatever chapter or book I was in because I want to know, but I might not always have the ability to just research everything. So I just had some hand-holding and I'm finishing up now the study, deep study of this one version of the Bible, whether I stick with this version or maybe I'll start a different version and, and go through somebody else hand-holding me. But I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to find, find Bible that has, that does that, you know, that talks you through what is happening historically. And, and like Trish said earlier, most of us have a device in our pocket or purse or mm-hmm. whatever where you could Google something and look it up. Really, I mean, you could do that or you could have the like the U version Bible app on your on your smart device. Or I love Bible Gateway. I use that a lot. And the nice thing about the U version Bible app, that's what I typically use and I use it on my phone. And if I'm listening to a sermon or somebody else is reading a passage of the Bible and I don't remember it 
that way. Not that I have the whole Bible memorized, but you know, there's verses that's just like, is that, it doesn't sound the same way that I Mm -hmm. recall reading it. And you can pull it up in, I don't know how many different versions, translations there are now, but in you version, you can just highlight a verse or a set of verses. And then there's a compare button and you can pull up a bunch of different translations all right there together. So mm-hmm. you can see what they're reading from and plus what you're used to and other ones that maybe you want to see. Because sometimes just the the way things are translated and the words that are used, they might mean the exact same thing, but every person kind of takes it in a different way. Mm-hmm. For sure. So it's just really important that we are utilizing the tools available. And the Bible we're ta- is really the tool we're talking about, but it can be utilized in different ways, whether that's from a pastor or evangelist or missionary or whatever, preaching the God, you know, God's word, or you reading it through, you know, a hardcover Bible, a softcover Bible, a study Bible, a app on a phone, on your computer, but it's taking that in to equip yourself for, in essence, readying yourself for battle and not of a battle of like I'm I come across someone who's not a believer and I need to show them, you know, the word of God and quote scriptures at them and things like that, but battle for just your everyday life of things as, that you If can, people aren't believers, they don't really believe in the authority of scripture anyways. So a lot of times the the way we preach to unbelievers is through loving them and our actions, but the way we really help out our other believers like fellow believers is through scriptures. I mean, that's my opinion. Don't, that's not the saith the Lord, but I'd also say that we're not entrusted with the word of God to beat people up with. We're entrusted with the word of God to help set people free and help bring freedom to the captives and, and proclaim the year of the Lord. And to, you know, I, it's more than just y'all need Jesus, which, you know, Y'all do need Jesus, but it's more than just, hey, you're a sinner, you're going to burn in hell. And that's fine. Like, you know, we're we're trying not to be hellfire and brimstone, so we're just throwing it all out of the, out there, you know, throwing it all away. However, people really do need Jesus. They will burn in hell if they do not Jesus into his, their hearts. And so finding that that healthy balance of, of ministering the word of God and bringing truth to help set people free it, is imperative. All right, Thaddeus, I'm going to read the next scripture, take a little burden off of you. Ephesians 6.10 says, A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of the armor so that you may be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but we are fighting against evil rulers and authorities of unseen worlds, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So we're not fighting against each other, flesh and blood, but what we're fighting against is is the darkness, the evil rulers, the evil spirits. Like It's not a fleshly fight. It's a spiritual fight. And then verse 13 goes on to say, therefore, put on every piece, not just one or the other, not just truth, not just spirit, but it says, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to stand and resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand on your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, which is the word of God, 
that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of those, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You guys, we are all legitimately sinful, flawed vessels. We are entrusted. We are given the spirit of God. We put on the helmet of salvation. We put on the belt of truth. We carry the sword of the spirit. We get to be used by God in a powerful way to pierce darkness, to push back the gates of hell, to set the captives free, to break chains, to break bondages, and to seek and save the lost. Wow. That is what the word of God does. It is on the offense. It is kicking the ball into the soccer net. It is not letting the soccer ball come at you every time and just getting all the points scored on you. It is going on to the enemy side. It is pushing back the gates of hell. It is storming the gates of hell and setting captives free and just seeing people get broken, seeing people get set free of bondages, seeing people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We are carrying a message of hope, of love, of grace, of deliverance. Out of us flows rivers of living water, out of the depths of us, out of the overflow of our heart, out of the word of God that is implanted into us flows these streams of living water that is Jesus. And guys, I don't know where you are, but all I know for me is I will spend the rest of my life trying to learn, understand, apply the word of God. I, I really hope so anyways, that that is my desire is to live each day of my life in, in humble submission to the word of God, to live each day of my life trying to apply what I'm learning because I'm going to fail a lot. I'm willing to make a lot of mistakes, but hopefully I can course correct by using the word of God to help redirect my steps. And all I can say is for me, I need the word of God to guide me so much. And along with that, the the passage Trish just read is about the armor of God. And if you're a believer listening, you've probably heard about that a lot. And I think Something that really goes along with it is the next verse, which I think a lot of times we think about the armor of God and then it's just, you know, it's it's that passage. But then it follows it right up in verse 18 and says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Yeah. And so, and that to me... And after that, you know, it says, and pray for me too, because it's a letter to the Ephesians, okay? But that verse 18 is just as important as everything above it, yeah. if not more. Which we should really dive into prayer. I would love to. But I think what so I want to do is I want to read that verse from the Amplified Version, because it kind of puts it in a different perspective a little bit. It says, with all prayer and petition, pray with specific requests at all times, on every occasion and in every season, in the spirit, and with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. The Amplified has, like, these kind of in brackets or parentheses or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, it's with all prayer and petition, pray, and then bracketed with specific requests, mm -hmm. right, at all times, and then bracketed again on every occasion and every season. It's kind of like expanding upon that. 
That's why I want to read it because it's like, okay, yeah, we pray all the time. We do this, but it's not, no, like really specifically Mm -hmm. pray for things all the time. And you know, in in tying prayer in with scripture, I think that, or I know that rather when we pray, we, we pray with authority when we know we're standing on the word of God. When we know that we are asking things in the name of Jesus and when we know that what we're praying aligns with the will and the purposes of God for people and for our lives, I really feel like that gives us more authority to stand upon in prayer. And I actually had a really cool experience when I was younger. I went on a ministry trip to Germany and I was with a a veteran intercessor, someone who traveled the world and, and spoke all over and ministered all over and I went along to be trained up kind of a, like a Timothy in the situation and just serve and be a blessing. But I learned so much on that trip about spiritual warfare and about prayer. And I think that'd be a really cool topic to do sometime. I don't think that's what we're doing on our next one because I already have our next one being planned out. However, I agree. I, th- I do feel like you can't have one without the other. Like You need to have the prayer, but you need to have the scriptures to stand upon too. So good. So guys, I hope this podcast just really encourages you to get in, study the word of God, apply the word of God, and then from there, spread the word of God. Love on people, love yourself, love the Lord most of all, and just be the light of Jesus. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes, please uh, share it with your friends. Subscribe on whatever platform you're using. Turn on those notifications. We are not your regular... Every week at this time on this day is a new episode. I don't think we'll ever get to be that point. You never know. So turn those notifications on. Let us know uh, if you're enjoying it. Let us know if you have any prayer requests. You can do that by emailing us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish. And we love you guys.